prefer dangerous freedom over peaceful slavery. We are the orphans of the American dream. Cock damn it, it's time for episode four of the Orphans of the American Dream podcast. I am Matthew, a.k.a. the Friendly Neighborhood Sasquatch. I'm sitting here with Tommy Two-Step, Justin, the J-Mode. Today, we're going to go a little ideological in the first half of the uh, podcast. We're going to talk about guns and gun violence and the scary word, gun control. Second half, we're going to give you a little bit of current event flavor. Um, I recently read an article from Vox, and it made me giggle at first, and then it made me mad, and then I wanted to vomit. So we're going to break it down, and we're going to take care of it. The article is from last week, right before the, uh, right after the Santa Fe shooting in Texas. Um, the article is titled, I've covered gun violence for years. The solutions aren't a big mystery by German Lopez. Um, it starts off by saying these mass shootings don't keep happening because we don't know what to do. The author goes on to say, as I see it, the core issue is that America as a whole refuses to even admit it has a serious problem with guns and gun violence. And more than that, lawmakers continue acting like the solutions are some sort of mystery as if there aren't years of research and experiences in other countries that show restrictions on firearms can save lives. Consider President Donald Trump's initial initial speech in response to the Parkland, Florida school shooting. His only mention of guns was a vague reference to gunfire as he described what happened. He never even brought up gun control or anything related to the debate. Instead of vaguely promising to work with state and local leaders to help secure our schools and tackle the difficult issue of mental health. This is America's elected leader, he says, and essentially, based on his first public response, ignored what the real problem is. And although the White House eventually came around to bipartisan proposals to very slightly improve background checks and ban bump stocks, the compromises account to fairly small changes to America's weak gun laws. But America can't get to those solutions until it admits it has a gun control problem and confronts the reality of what it would mean to seriously address it. Guess have any thoughts on that? <clears throat> I sure do. I actually have a fun one. He wants to like delegitimize the uh, mental health aspect of it, but 60% of the gun deaths in America are suicides. So that means that 60% of the gun violence is a mental health issue. Just, just off that fact alone, not, not even accounting for the people that actually kill people who also have mental health issues, mm-hmm. but 60% of the deaths are just automatically attributed to mental health issues. <clears throat> I feel like that's pretty substantial. Uh, it is very substantial. Yeah. I mean, the mental health issues, I mean, it could go from something as small and not to marginalize it, but there are bigger mental health issues. Oh, yeah, I mean, sure. the stressors of life, work, financial problems, things like that, those are important but they're not like chemical makeup problems i mean there are people that are bipolar they're on psychotropic medication 
there's a whole litany of of bad things that go on with people's minds that are just sad. Yeah. One thing out of that craziness I will say that I do agree with is the the fact that the uh, legislators don't want to they they do do minimal background check enhancements like we want they want national uh, background checks and and there's really not like there are states that do not participate in the background check system and that's not something that I knew like previously but if there's not a national background check registry there are states that don't have it <clears throat> and that is a problem uh, as far as registry what do you mean not registry I mean I the wrong word I meant uh, uh, just background checks for purchasing guns well yeah <clears throat> background checks need to happen but we do not need a registry that is the first step to that would lead to confiscation and that would lead to 1776 happening again right well I, I disagree with that like I think that we should have a, a registry but it's not because I think a registry would work it's because it would it would speed up the process another revolution would happen the guns would win and people would not have to worry about this stupid madness for another hundred years but you know that's just me being cynical punt the football I guess right <laughs> um yeah this registry horse shit it's just not something that yeah, I mean, I mean, if you want a civil war, awesome. I don't, I, I don't want to kill people. As a as a as a gun owner, a responsible gun owner, I, I don't want to ever have to point that gun at somebody at all. Right. For the for those that don't know me as well as probably the guys in the room, that was more of a sarcastic comment. <laughs> but for real, yeah, it's not. It's just irritating. It is irritating. Um. This guy goes on, and there's five points to his, 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 what am I going to call it, essay, article, whatever. It's kind of marred and bullshit, but... It should have been more in his diary than an actual article. Yeah, after reading it, really, it does sound more like a diary entry. Um, number one on this list is, America has a unique gun violence problem. Um, it starts off by saying the U.S. is unique in two key and related ways when it comes to guns. It has way more gun deaths than other developed nations, and it has far higher levels of gun ownership than any other country in the world. Which, you know, those are true, but we do also have the Second Amendment. And 325 million people in the country. Absolutely. Um, the U.S. has nearly six times the gun homicide rate of Canada, really, more than seven times that of Sweden, and nearly 16 times that of Germany, according to United Nations data compiled by The Guardian. <laughs> um, these gun deaths are a re big reason America has a much higher overall homicide rate, which includes non-gun deaths, than other developed nations. Well, yeah, it's apples and oranges. Um, it also says mass shootings actually make up a small fraction of, of America's gun deaths, which is true. Constituting less than 2% of such deaths in 2016. But America does see a lot of these horrific events. According to CNN, <laughs> the U.S. makes up less than 5% of the world's population, but holds 31% of global mass shooters. The U.S. also has by far the highest number of privately owned guns in the world. Estimated in 2007, the number of civilian-owned firearms in the U.S. was 88.8 .8 guns per 100 people meaning there was almost one privately owned gun per American and more than one per American adult. 
The world's second-ranked country was Yemen, a quasi-failed state torn by civil war. There were 54.8 guns per 54 people. Another way of looking at that... Oh, looky here. We're going to twist the numbers another way. Another way of looking at that, Americans make up less than 5% of the world's population, yet own roughly 42% of all the world's privately held guns. Yeah, because most countries don't allow guns. Yeah, we have freedom. Yeah, that also brings me to another point of uh, how they skew the numbers and like they've talked about, and this is just more of a point, they do have a point when they say, like with with just school shootings, not mass shootings, but school shootings, uh, they've said that there have been, what, 22 school shootings uh, this year alone when you have to look at, uh, I think one was in January, uh, was a suicide on campus. Um, it, it, I, th- I think the school was actually closed at the time. There's nobody in class. Uh, the, there was, there's another one that had a shooting nearby and the bullet just happened to go into the school. <clears throat> Yeah. I mean, they, they skew the numbers on purpose, and they say those are school shootings. Well, I call bullshit on that, but... I think we all do. Well, and I mean, I don't mean to kill your entire article, but... <laughs> Please the, do. The statistics just say right here, that it's, it's just... Let's say that this is the 2010-2011 statistics. All right, 32,000 gun deaths that year. 60% were suicides. That leaves 11,000... Er, and 3% were accidents. That means 11,000 deaths are left out of the total deaths in the entire year of a country of 325 million people, yeah, 11,000 is all the murders in the entire country. But wait, there's more. Um, 8,800 of those are gang violence. Oh, gee, criminals, not right? lawful gun so, owners. So now... Good gravy. So now you have 2,200 murders... Out of 325 million people, out of how many million guns did you say there were in the country? Almost one per person? 88.8 guns per 100 people. Right. So, um, yeah. 80% of the population is guns. <clears throat> By the numbers. Yeah. So, and there's only 2,200 murders. And I'm sure in there, there is a... There's even a bigger, there's even a more breakdown. I've heard before there's like 400 of the uh, murders last year were committed by assault rifles. Because they did the whole same breakdown, but I couldn't find that one. Oh boy, the big bad scary gun. It was was less than 400 were assault rifles. So out of around 30,000 deaths, 400 are assault rifles. So what we want to do? Let's ban assault rifles. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, don't they want don't don't hammers kill more people yeah. than assault rifles? Yes, they do. And your fucking fists. hammer and, and bare hands. Yeah, and assault rifles they they that's a yeah like you said there's a that's a big myth. Assault weapons are used in uh, in mass public shootings um, when in fact you know a decade long study covering eighty four mass public shootings found that pistols were used like sixty percent of the time, rifles were used twenty seven percent of the time, uh, but that is all types of rifles and so called assault weapons. So you have you know hunting rifles you know normal hunt you know what you would call hunting rifles and everything else even you know a 22 if you want if you know but most people aren't using them in uh, mass shooting <laughs> only about 300 and just under 400 of them are actually <laughs> and actually it's less than that cuz they're usually killing more than one person to be sure but. so going back to the article 
Number two on the list is the problem is guns, not mental illness. He goes on to say, supporters of the gun rights look at America's high levels of gun violence and argue that guns are not the problem. They point to other issues, from violence in video games and movies to the supposed breakdown of the traditional family. Well, I think many criminals don't have a traditional family. Therefore, they seek out a family, which is a gang, and a lot of initiations into gangs are committing criminal acts, if not all of them. Yeah, no, for sure. I wouldn't I wouldn't say I mean I'm not gonna say that all criminals have a bad family background, but it is just it is there is a majority of it. I would say. I said many, not most. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah, not majority. I would say a lot of them. Many. That's a lot. Yeah, but, a lot of people come from broken homes. It's yeah, I thought you said majority. Situation. I, I mean, thought you said majority. Not even a broken home, just, you know, daddy walked out on mama. Whatever. Um, uh, the article goes on to say, most recently they've blamed mental health issues for mass shootings. This is the only policy issue that Trump mentioned in his first speech following the Florida shooting. Um, that just circles right back to what I was saying before. 60% just on flat rate right there are suicides and mental health. And that doesn't have anything to do with like, let's even just go back to the five. Let's go back to the five last major uh, mass shootings. Absolutely. Um, you would have <clears throat> the most recent one was Santa Fe. And then you have Parkland just before that. You have the Sutherland Church, I think, was before Las Vegas. Since then, matter that after. timeline, and then you have Las Vegas and the Pulse night shooting. So those are your biggest mass shootings. Well, I could knock out one right there. I mean, the Pulse shooting. That guy was that. That's that. He's connected to terrorism and ISIS. Well, yeah. Which you know, in my opinion, like is a mental illness. Yeah, for sure. Oh, absolutely. But and then beyond that, he was even described as being mentally disturbed and mentally unstable and psychotic. Like that's pe- well the way people around him described yeah, him. Diagnosed or not, I mean, he wasn't diagnosed, yeah. but that's the way people described him. And then like so, so that's just that's just the first one. Then you go into the Las Vegas shooting. He was possibly bipolar. He had medication for, uh, or he had anxiety medication that he would take sometimes, and he did not take the uh, medication. I think it was for depression, but he he was diagnosed, but he just refused to take it. He was afraid of it. Well, that's justified. But I will say something. You <laughs> cannot sure. not. If you're prescribed medication, like you can't just take it sometimes. sometimes. Yeah. It's, there is a reason. Like, yeah, yes, no. I've had this argument with people before. Yeah, you have <laughs> to take it. Like, you can't just come off of it either. You have to ease yourself off of it. Right. So so then we jump off of him. We just go to the Sutherland shooter. He was also not diagnosed. Well, I mean, he probably was, but the diagnosis was not public knowledge. He was also described as mentally unstable and a psychopath. He was admitted to a mental facility. He escaped from said mental facility, was put back in said mental facility, and then eventually did get out on his own. And he had guns legally. And he and he had guns legally, exactly. So so there's another, there's a go. Then you have the Parkland shooting. This guy had behavioral issues, had been expelled from multiple schools, been kicked out of, I think, six different schools. He had... Um, multiple warnings to law enforcement about him, about his mental instability, and was still able to buy a gun legally. This is where the background checks and the government needs to do their job and actually enforce this stuff. But it's just, he was, he had, and he was, he was suicidal. He was expelled from the school that, uh, he, that Parkland that he shot up. 
He was diagnosed ADHD, autistic, and and he had depression. And this is a kid who was able to legally buy a buy a gun. Like that's not okay. No, that's not okay. And and everybody agrees across the board that that's not okay. That's not okay. Well, I can give you an example here on the Illinois Foyd card application. I mean, there's one of the things you fill out, and it's not even a fill out; it's a circle yes or no. Have you in the last how I don't I haven't my my Foyd is due. I haven't looked at the application, but I remember when I did did fill it out the first time. I don't know how many years it is, but in the I think it's the last three years. Have you mm-hmm. been diagnosed with? A mental illness, or are you on medication because of a mental illness? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How real, easy is it to lie on that? I was that? just yeah. gonna say that the the hard the hardest part about the background check system and the mental health evaluation part of this is that all you gotta do is lie because yeah, absolutely yeah, there's like, no actual especially evaluation. On, and even on the background check, all you gotta do is say, like, "Do you have any mental illnesses?" And I'm like, "Hmm, do I have do I have PTSD?" Sure, don't. You know. That's all you got to do, and you're good, because they can't go into your medical records and find it. Now, I'm not advocating that they should be able to go into your medical records right. and find it. That's not right. Absolutely not. But I would definitely say that maybe mental health uh, screenings should be a thing. Yes, it would be absolutely. a huge undertaking, and it would take years to establish, but it would be necessary, just like building the interstate system. That didn't happen overnight, no. and it's great that we have it. Yeah. This would be the same thing. But then, to finish this off, the five, the Santa Fe shooting, the most recent one, he did have mental illness. Or no, no, no. There was no mental illness uh, recognized. He was bullied by teachers and assumed possibly teachers as well. The school denies it, but I mean, the school will deny it regardless. Well, and <clears throat> Project Veritas for the last month has been blowing the lid off of going and interviewing unions and unions covering up oh, abuse. All sorts of stuff. Yeah, yeah I heard that's about that. That's scary. crazy. There's like sexual abuse yeah. and uh, bullying abuse, like they're bullying kids. And then calling kids like pieces of shit and like doing everything they can to twist these kids so that they lose these battles. Yeah. Anyway, we'll, we'll 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 tackle that another time right. because I'm but, sure there'll be more. Because James O'Keefe and Project Veritas, they are very very good, thorough, and very good, and very they're not even biased. They just here's the story. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, he also so then also on that Santa Fe shooting, he, he planned suicide after. So I mean. I classify that mental illness. If you're suicidal, you're mentally ill. Yeah, something's it's going not, on. Just because you're suicidal doesn't mean you're going to kill yourself. You, no. know, you know, there's plenty of people who are suicidal who just think about d- killing themselves. They'll never do it. It's just a thought that goes through their head sometimes. Well, depression and suicidal thoughts go hand in hand. Right. And it's just, it's, it's not like, it's not a horrible thing. Like, just because you're suicidal doesn't mean like you're, you need to be like strapped to a chair. You're not no. dead to the world. You're not going to do horrible things. You can live personally fine with it, but but it does take <clears throat> a part of you. And this kid planned on suicide. Now he didn't do it, so maybe that makes a little difference. But maybe he doesn't. But so far, five out of five. Yeah, and there's another underlying thing in there. Um, what was it? The, the Texas shooting was that the one where the guy across the street hunted him down, not hunted, which followed him. The one in Texas, Sutherland Springs. Oh. Um, him down. Oh, where the guy with the gun killed the guy? Yeah. yeah. Was that it? Yeah. Okay, so there's a good guy with a gun who's taking stopped. care of business. But yeah. anyway, <clears throat> I thought there was some background into that. the guy who shot the place up. Wasn't he former military? So I thought he was strange. former military. I mean, I may be wrong, but... One of these five is, and I can't remember. Oh, no, no I think it was the pulse shooter was that I read, but I didn't read but that. I, that that Sutherland Springs one, it was another... 
maybe not the FBI, but it was the FBI and the, I'm not a military guy. Appreciate the hell out of what you guys do, but I'm not a military guy. I don't know all the jargon and whatever, but. I don't know what you're getting at. <laughs> um, whatever forces that like communicate with the FBI as far as background, whatever, this guy had problems in the military. And intelligence? He, he shouldn't have. Not intel. I don't think it was. In, maybe it was intelligence. I'm not 100 yeah. percent sure, but I remember hearing that there was a miscross. Like this guy should not have had firearms because of his military history. Oh yeah, no, I did hear. That. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right on that. But yeah, yeah, five for five. Yeah, out of the most deadly school shootings, or not school shootings, the most deadly mass shootings in most recent history. These are the last five, and every one of them had mental illness. So why, I ask, is the left just so easily saying, you know what, why don't we just not talk? This is not about mental illness. This is about guns. This is about. This is not about mental illness. Obviously, they go hand in hand. I'm not about. I'm not, I'm not about like destroying all your gun laws. I'm not that guy who's like Second Amendment. We get to keep our guns. You guys don't get to do nothing. No, that's a stupid argument. Yes, it's correct, but it needs to go farther than that. After we say that and say you're not taking our guns, we need to say, okay, what can we do that doesn't infringe upon the Second Amendment that can help people, like background checks, like mental screenings, stuff like that. Neither one of those things are happening. Well, you're not going to get you're not going to get that from the left at all. You're not going to get that from a lot of people on the right. No, not at all. But I can understand justifiably um, why the right digs their heels in because. There are, I mean, look at Diane Feinstein. No, absolutely. Feinstein, whatever the hell her fucking name is. She's a stupid bitch. Diane Crazy Woman. That's how, that's how, you, that's how you pronounce her last name. Yeah. Anyway, turn them all in, Mr. and Mr. America. I mean, she doesn't want us to have guns. She wants to have guns in her private gated community and have her bodyguards, but she doesn't want us to have them. Fuck right. her. No, um, but like, we, just to expand what you just said about the... Uh, mm. About Diane Feinstein. Diane Feinstein. Right yeah. That. The 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 right. It's justifiable. Oh right? yeah, yeah. No, it totally is, and it's because you have people on the left who are like, "We're gonna take all your guns." So they definitely dig their heels in and get and get a little scared about that. Yeah. And then they just don't want to give an inch, and it's totally it's totally understandable. But they need to like compromise. They need to re- compromise. Yeah, they need to compromise. Oh, gee, that seems to be lost. Lost, but not in this room. I think pretty much every episode we've had, we kind of want to find common ground and to fix some of the problems. We we're trying to make the world better, the world a better place. Seems like there aren't very many people, very many people out there that want to do that. No, it's like yeah, whole another issue. (laughs) Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So it goes on to say in this article that the problem is unique. The problem that's unique in the U.S. instead is guns and America's abundance of them. as a breakthrough analysis by US, UC Berkeley's Franklin Zimmering and Gordon Hawkins in the 1990s found, it's not even the U.S. has more crime than other developed countries. Um, instead, the U.S. appears to have more lethal violence, and that's driven in the large part by prevalence of guns. Um, they're just nuts. I, I just don't... I mean, their agenda is showing. The... the uh... The presence of guns is not the issue, mostly because the amount of defenses, defensive uses of guns outweighs 
the amount of murders by guns by an incredible amount that I'm not even good enough at math to do this right now. But it says, <laughs> like, every year people in the United States use guns to defend themselves against criminals an estimated 2.5 million times. More than 6,500 people a day or once every 13 seconds. 82 of these instances, only 82, 15.7% of the people using firearms defensively state that they are almost certain that it saved their lives in doing so. 2.5 million a year huh. defensively. Now, and that doesn't mean they pulled the trigger. That doesn't mean they, they killed anybody. You know, it like I said, it doesn't even mean they pulled the trigger. No, no, it no. It just means that they brandished a gun and showed the bad guy that they had one. Or not even that. In a home invasion, the worst sound a criminal can hear. A is criminal a gun can hear. Not even a gun cocking. The shotgun. Well, yeah, for sure. Oh, that was another one. I'm going to poop my pants now <laughs> as I run away. Yeah, I mean, the defensive use. I mean, it's that's law-abiding citizens are not at all to blame for our gun violence. I mean, how did this most recent Santa Fe shooter, how did he get his guns? Did he steal them from his dad? I'm pretty sure he did. Didn't you post a Facebook post about that? What's that? The park, not the Parkland, the Santa Fe shooter about his dad. His dad was out there. Take the guns from his dad. Oh, yeah. His dad was crying about, I'm a victim, he's a victim, (laughs) blah, 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 blah. You're just as guilty as your fucking son. Yep. If you don't have your stuff locked up, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, be responsible. And by and large, many Americans are. I know mine are locked up in safes. Yep. Ain't nobody getting that bitch but me. Yeah. Um, and back to, uh, I think you were talking about, you know, people uh, carrying guns and everything else that goes to a lot of the myths that happen with uh, concealed carry laws. Um, whereas they thought, oh, you know, with concealed carry... There's going to be more uh, gun violence and everything else. And uh, one of the numbers was like over 400 people have died uh, from concealed carry. Uh, but the fact is that the, the quote study by a gun control group uh, uh, called a Violence Policy Center covered a six-year span, meaning that the worst there is in average of 76 shootings of all types per year, including justifiable homicides. And as of 2017, there are over 14 and a half million concealed carry holders, uh, meaning the worst case kill rate, justifiable or not, is only 0.003% of all con- mm-hmm. concealed carry holders. Yeah. No, so going back to that defensive, the defensive use of a gun, 91.1% of the time, not even a shot is fired. So that, like, it's only not even 9% of the time. Yeah. Is a is a bullet even fired? No, the guns are a great deterrent. Yeah, it's real. Oh, it's ridiculous. And then actually, to go all the way back to your Canada statement when you were talking about the Canada stat, yeah, it says after the implementation implementation of the Canada's 1977 gun control prohibi- prohibiting handgun possession for protection, the breaking and entering crime rate rose 25 percent, surpassing Americans' rate. Yeah. But no, I mean, the left and people who write articles like this, um, the next the next point that it says, number three, the research shows that gun control works. And in the next sentence, and I about stopped reading the article right here, yeah. language is important. 
The research also suggests that gun control can work. <laughs> the headline says gun control works, but it can work. Yeah, yeah because it hasn't worked yep. anywhere it's been tried. Yeah, It's either had no effect or it's had a negative effect. Yep. Um, basically, this part of the article, he's talking about the, uh, well, let's see. In 1996, a 28-year-old man walked into a cafe in Port Arthur, Australia. Ate lunch, pulled a semi-automatic rifle out of his bag, and opened fire on the crowd, killing 35 people and wounding 23 more. It was the worst mass shooting in Australia's history. Australian lawmakers responded with legislation that, among other provisions, banned certain types of firearms, such as automatic and semi-automatic rifles and shotguns. The the Australian government confiscated 650,000 of these guns through a mandatory buyback program, in which it purchased firearms from gun owners. It established a registry of all guns owned in the country and required a permit for all new firearm purchases. This is this is much further than bills typically proposed in the U.S., which almost never make a serious attempt to immediately reduce the number of guns in the country because we don't fucking need to get twit. Right, mostly, uh, mostly because uh, um, his he goes on to say um, Australia's firearm homicide rate dropped by forty-two percent in the seven years after the law passed, and its firearm suicide rate fell by fifty-seven percent, according to a review of the evidence by Harvard researchers. Gee, Ivy League people telling us what we need to do. Well, you know what? They're probably right because you took all the firearms away. So yeah. the firearm rate went down. Yeah, absolutely. But you know what went up? Violent crime. Yeah. Life kills. Um, what's that? I think, it, yeah, violent assault. Assault battery? Uh, yeah, but it's a class. I think it's called violent crime or whatever. But it, it goes way up, even in Australia, in the UK, all of them. Well, look, look at the United Kingdom right now. I mean, it's knife attacks constantly. Knife, acid attacks. Acid yeah. attacks. Well, I mean, we don't. What's going on in the UK right now in Europe? They're letting all these refugees come in, which Trump doesn't want to happen here, and thank God he doesn't. Yeah. No, it's a wild. It's a wild game. It drives well, me nuts because they have to know what they're reporting is bullshit. I don't think they do. Like, how can you? Like, I'm not, I'm not a genius by any means, but it doesn't take it's, me very long it's to a look this stuff of, up and be like, oh, that's the FBI statistic. That's the thing they or don't. They're C- they're writing an article about how they feel. Right, but <clears throat> well, I know, but man, that's not their job. Like, I know, I know. I think it is their job. I mean, it's been pretty effective in doing what they want to do well yeah i mean it's all agenda driven i mean they have their masters um a lot of a lot of a lot of play, a lot of times you know that people left left these poll statistics from media matters who owns media matters yeah. george soros i don't want to talk about george soros if i saw george soros in person and he didn't have bodyguards around him which was probably not right he would get roundhouse kicked and i'm not even sure i could do a fucking roundhouse kick like, here's how stupid the crime statistics are on driving. So 90% of all violent crime in the U.S. doesn't even involve a firearm of any type. Even in crimes where the offender possesses a gun, 83% of the time they never even pull it out and, or even explain that they have it. Less than 1% of firearms will ever be used in the commission of a crime. And it's like, we need to get rid of these things. They're going to help everything. They're going to make everything better. Well, not only that, I mean, it seems like the left thinks that firearms, like, 
run on their own. Right. <laughs> um, all right. Two-thirds of the people who die each year from gunfire are criminals being shot by other criminals. And that's that's not of the total deaths by gun violence, by the way. That is from the 11,000 remaining after your suicides. Oh, but, I mean, this article, it disagrees with you. Well, number number well, four on the list, I mean, it says, Let me hear it. state and local actions are not enough. A common counterpoint to the evidence on gun control, if it works so well, why does Chicago have so much gun violence despite having some of the strictest gun policies in the U.S.? Just wait. White House Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders made this argument after the 2017 Las Vegas mass shooting. Quote, I think if you look at, look to Chicago, where you had over 4,000 victims of gun-related crimes last year, they have the strictest gun laws in the country. That certainly hasn't helped there. Um, so wait, he's using that statistic as an argument that gun control works? No, he, yeah. yeah wait, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confused on why he would even put that in his own article. Well, it's a counterpoint. He's, he'll go on. I've got it here. Um... Um, This, however, doesn't expose the failure of gun control altogether, but rather the limits of leaving gun policies to a patchwork of local and state laws. The basic problem is if a city or state passes strict gun control measures, people can simply cross a border to buy guns in a jurisdiction (laughs) with laxer laws. Going further, Chicago, for example, requires a FOID card, a background check, a three-day waiting period, and documentation for all firearm sales. But Indiana, across the border, doesn't require any of these for purchase between two private individuals, including those at gun shows, those (laughs) who meet through the internet, allowing even someone with a criminal record to buy a firearm without passing a background check or submitting paperwork recording the sale. I have two things. The infamous gun show loophole. Oh, yeah. So, before we... Jump in that because that's my second point. I want to throw this one out here first. So, wait. So we can just go to Indiana and buy a gun? Apparently. Well, we can't. Because as soon as we show them our Illinois ID, because for those that don't know, that's where we are. uh, Our Illinois ID requires every state that touches Illinois to make us present our FOID card. It is illegal for them to sell us a gun without the uh, showing our FOIA card. And for me, who has lived in Pennsylvania before, I went out there and I found this gorgeous shotgun for a gorgeous price on a Black Friday sale. I was so happy. I had a rock hard woody. I was gonna buy this thing. I was gonna shoot it that weekend when I, after, the, after the day wait. It was gonna be great. And guess what that guy told me? He could not sell me that gun because I was from Illinois and I was only allowed to buy guns from the five states that touch Illinois. And even in those states, I still have to present my FOIA card. So, well, it's the same thing with ammunition. I've bought ammo in Indiana before. You got to show your FOIA yeah, card. Yeah, you got to show your FOIA Absolutely. card. Absolutely. So he's full of crap. Again. All right. Now we can go into the gun show loophole because that's fun too. Well, I think he. he uh, let's see. There's another paragraph. Would you like to hear it? Yeah, I guess no, so. I kind of cut you off. No, but we better. So someone from Chicago Chicago can drive across the border to Indiana or to other places with lax gun laws and buy a gun without any of the big legal hurdles he would face at home. Then that person can resell Wrong. or give guns to others, to others in Chicago or keep them. 
leaving no paper trail behind. Uh, in parentheses, he says, this is illegal trafficking, trafficking under federal law. No shit, Sherlock. It's also illegal trafficking under Illinois and Indiana law. Yep. But Indiana's lax laws enforcement, particularly the lack of a paper trail, make it virtually impossible to catch someone until a gun is used in crime. The result, according to a 2014 report from the Chicago Police Department, nearly 60% of the guns and crime scenes that were recovered and traced between 2009 and 2013 came from outside the state. About 19% came from Indiana, making it the most common state origin for guns besides Illinois. Now, who in the fuck is bringing guns from Indiana and Illinois or anywhere else? The fucking criminals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not, not like, law-abiding they're, citizens. They're not going there and purchasing them anyway, just because they have lax gun laws. They're, yeah. they're, it's, it's gun trafficking. People are either stealing them or whatever. However, they're getting a hold of these black market guns, and then they're selling them. Now, they're selling them to these criminals who are bringing them into Illinois. So they're probably yes, they're probably guns from out of state. But it doesn't mean anybody from that crime bought these guns. At, 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 you know, at a different state, you know, quote, legally. Yeah, they're not. I mean, if they were bought legally, guess what they were fucking, they were stolen. Yeah. They are fucking stolen. Yeah. So, if you want to get something into the gun control argument, or not gun control, um, you were talking about the gun show loophole. Yeah. So, a very common thing that people just like this idiot would like to report is that 25 to 50 percent of the vendors at most gun shows are unlicensed dealers well first of all there's no such thing as an unlicensed dealer at a gun show except for the people who buy and sell antiques firearms as a hobby not as a business like uh old school m1 grands very old revolvers you know stuff like that and, uh, in fact, the 25 to 50% figure can only be achieved if you include all the dealers not selling guns, which include knife makers, ammunition dealers, accessory <laughs> dealers, military artifact traders, clothing vendors, bumper sticker sellers, Bracelets, hobbyists, trinkets. literally everyone, like even the food vendors would be included in that thing just to get to a 50% number. Just to, just to skew the numbers. Yeah, just to skew the numbers and make people hysterical because they're not going to look up the facts. And it's like, like these statistics are not hard to find and they're, and they're not on crazy right-wing websites. These are like the CDC, the FBI. Like these are pretty valid points. A lot of police departments do their own gun control or do their own uh, gun statistic uh, reporting. You can get a lot from Baltimore, a lot from Chicago, stuff like that. And, and they'll, they'll tell you all this stuff. Yeah, if you see a statistic from some study anywhere, it doesn't matter what it is. If it's guns, if it's anything. I mean, if it shows numbers, but it doesn't have a breakdown, you need to look into it more. Resources. You, yeah, you got to go to the sources. You have to look and see a breakdown and look and, and see where their numbers are coming from. Because and, it's mostly always skewed. Sorry, I keep trying to cut you off. <laughs> but no, like the, it just irritates me because a five-minute Google search can verify or unverify any statistic about guns because there's so many places to find them, and the places to find them are pretty easy to navigate. Like the government websites usually aren't very easy to navigate. The government on the the gun stuff, like when you search 
a certain gun stat, you'll find that certain gun stat in the FBI archives, or in the, not the archives, in the FBI uh, crime database. And it's not hard to, to fact check these things. It's like, and then something that CNN and like your left leaning news outlets love to do is skew um, statistical breakdowns. So the, uh, somebody correct me if I'm wrong, the, the classification for a mass murder is six deaths. Correct? Four deaths. Okay, four deaths. And what CNN does is changes it to six. Well, yeah. I mean, they have to massage the language to make them look the best and the argument look the best. And it makes the uh, numbers go through the roof. Oh, yeah. And when you're talking about the difference between four and six percent, that's a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when we're talking about. about all these numbers and how easy it is to find this information. We're going to make it a little bit easier for you. Um, here pretty soon, we're going to be rolling out a new page on our website, uh, orphansoftheamericandream.com. Uh, we're going to have a lot. I mean, we're talking about guns right now, so we're going to have lists of major sources. Like we'll, yeah, we'll have sources for... Facts of guns and statistics yeah, major, and stuff like that. So yeah, sorry. Uh, major myths. Uh, we're going to have uh, some of the top myths uh, of gun and gun control and concealed carry, everything to do with about guns. And we're going to give you all of the actual facts uh, for each myth. Uh, we're going to break it down um, and we're going to just, we're going to have all that information there for you. We'll have, you know, sources and everything else and we will be able to bring, you know, all that information to you a lot easier so you don't have to go searching too hard, it'll all be right there on our website. Orphansoftheamericandream.com To finish up this article, there's one more paragraph I want to read in here, and he goes on to bitch about Congress. Um, I'll read three paragraphs and we'll be done with this shit. If the fundamental problem is that America has far too many guns, the policies need to cut the number of guns in circulation right now to seriously reduce the number of gun deaths. Background checks and other restrictions on who can buy a gun and can't achieve that in short term. What America likely needs then is something more like Australia's mandatory buyback program, essentially a gun confiscation scheme, paired with a serious ban on specific firearms including potentially all semi-automatic weapons. But no one in Congress is seriously proposing something that sweeping. The Manchin-Toomey bill, the only gun legislation bill in Congress after Sandy Hook that came close to becoming law, didn't even establish background checks, universal background checks. Recent proposals have been even milder, taking small steps like banning bump stocks or slightly improving the existing system for background checks. Part of the holdup is the Second Amendment. While there is reasonable scholarly debate, I wonder who, about whether the Second Amendment actually protects all Americans' individual right to bear arms and prohibits stricter forms of gun control, the reality is the Supreme Court and U.S. lawmakers, backed by the powerful gun lobby, particularly the NRA, widely agree that the Second Amendment does put barriers on how far restrictions can go. That would likely rule out anything like the Australian policy response short of a court reinterpretation or a repeal of the Second Second Amendment, neither of which seems likely. So the U.S., for political, cultural, and legal reasons, seems to be unable to make the, take the action that it really needs. 
None of that is to say, oh, that's a stupid thing. Yeah, just, you can just stop. The end of it. But if Americans want to get to the levels of gun deaths that its European peers report, it will likely need to go much, much further on guns in particular. Yeah, for sure. Because we definitely want our violent crowd to rise. But just to jump on that. This is the the sound of this article going in the trash. That was beautiful. So... The gun lobbyists is like they're really powerful and stuff. They they get a whopping three point two million dollars. You know that's their campaign donations. Oh, but don't don't no no. I mean they're the the, the left. They can't no no. They got there. It's like that's a the powerful gun lobby. I know I know three point two million. It, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. It's almost half of what Planned Parenthood gives to the left. Just about half. You know what else is fun is like the budget for the taxpayers, for the for the government, the NRA. They don't get any money from the taxpayers. Oh, absolutely not. You know, but but Planned Parenthood gets forty percent of their budget from mm-hmm. taxes. I wonder if the people at Planned Parenthood and all these lefties who are so anti-gun. I wonder if they would be against abortion if abortions were performed with guns. Hmm, that's interesting. Well, they wouldn't because then it's a double homicide. That sounds like an argument they would make. Well, I know. But, I mean, <laughs> I'm not... I'm. Uh, that just gets into a whole other thing. But it's like, I don't have a problem with Planned Parenthood. I have a problem with taxpayers paying for Planned Parenthood. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a private company. Uh, we've talked about this before. Yeah, for sure. yeah we have. Yeah, it's... I think it's come up a couple times, actually. Well, but that's a good comparison, though. I mean, what did you say? Three point five million right, campaign yeah. contributions? Mm-hmm. No, no, three point two. Three point two. Oh God, seven point eight. And they control the government, government, you know. Oh yeah. But uh, <laughs> this is fun. so. So I so I stole that. I didn't steal it, but I, I got that from a tweet from Charlie Kirk. You borrowed it. Yeah, and uh, the fun. <laughs> Thank so, you, Charlie Kirk. We love you. The the page. I just, you know, screenshotted the entire page. And the tweet that's under that happens to be Laura Loomer's. Love <laughs> you, Laura Loomer. It says, it says one of the best things about Israel is they practically, is that, that practically everyone there hates Obama. <laughs> 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 just uh, good times, good times. All right, sorry. So what do we think about gun control? Well, I think I think that article is pretty convincing. I think we should get rid of all the guns. Well, man, I'm gonna turn mine in tomorrow. <laughs> I don't Are actually you an have. Star? I don't actually have any uh, guns. Actually, they're scary. Yeah, they're horrible. Really yeah, scary. Basically, yeah, we need to fix some issues. Um, lots of guns. <laughs> we need to fix a lot of issues, but gun control is no, shit. Um, gun control. Yes, I want to control them. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I would say, and I think this might be a good shirt. Since it's generally criminals performing most of the gun violence in this country, maybe we should have a slogan. I'm coining it right now. Maybe somebody else already has, but it came into my hat, so it's an original idea to me because I've never heard it before. (laughs) Birth control, not gun control. (laughs) I like it. It'll happen. Has a ring. I think, I think it's totally never been a thing. I've totally heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> I never have. I okay. will. It's new to me. I've never heard it. Well, uh, speaking Original of... Original uh, from Sasquatch. For sure. Yeah, speaking of uh, t-shirts, though, we do, you know, we're talking about guns. We have two kids' shirts on our website, orphansoftheamericandream.com. We have two pro-gun shirts. They got a, adorable 
little Nerf gun on there. I mean, it is adorable. It's got the little darts and everything. It just has Pro Gun across it. We have, I think, six different colors. Um, I think like five or six different sizes go on there. It's wonderful. My kids own them. They love them. And it's, it's a good shirt. Wear them to school. Absolutely. <laughs> Give us those news headlines. But so now that that's finally over, that painstaking, just Gosh. absolute. Horrible, oh, that had to be done. Head. I understand, but I mean, just damn, man. Let's get to some. You know, let's get to some fun things. Let's get some like, fun. let's talk about the NFL. Ooh, like this is new. Like this is pretty recent. It was yesterday and today. This has been like the highlight of my social media experience <laughs> in the last two days. It's just. Is just and he has a lot of social media people. experience. That's not true. I have a job now. But uh, <laughs> my job has changed. Anyways, um, so they've made this new rule, right? The players who are on the field must stand. And if they want to stay in the locker room, they can. Now, apparently that decision is up to the, the, each individual team. In the individual teams, I guess. Whether or not like, they're allowed to stay in the, I don't know. It's really it was worded really different, really differently, and I really couldn't find a serious hard set okay. on it anywhere. It was just some people were saying that, that the yeah. teams and the and the uh, owners had an option. This is only like a day and a half old, but uh, the but the guys on the field, regardless, have to stand for the flag. There is no more kneeling. Yeah, there'll do, be a penalty, I the, believe. Uh, the, there's going to be a fine. They were talking about a penalty, but now it's going to be a fine to the team itself. Okay. But, I mean, they don't have to. If they want to not take part in that national anthem, they can go sit in the tunnel and come back out. I think that's one of the things. That right, they, yeah. Which, fine, whatever. I support your free speech. I support your First Amendment rights. I, I don't have a problem. Okay, so this is where I stand. I don't have a problem with kneeling. I understand what people do. I don't like it, personally. But I understand they have that right to do that. I think it's a really stupid way to protest to use. I, I just feel like using a divisive tactic that is going to piss off half the people that are watching you is not a very good way to start a collective, to start a protest about collective change. Yeah, Kaepernick had a, such a good chance yeah. to actually make a statement on something that he believed, you know, in, in, in he just... He went about it the wrong way. He he fucked it up completely. Yeah, for sure. And and we're all racist right now for even saying suggesting oh, yeah. that. But I mean, everyone's bitching and like even my buddy was like he goes, So you're basically just saying all you N words better get in line or shut the fuck up. You know? Because that's what that's what that's what he was saying about it. I was like, dude, that's not about that. Now one, this is about money. This oh, has, absolutely. This has nothing to do. With whether the NFL believes this or doesn't believe this, there's actually a pretty good post on our Twitter and our and our Facebook about this. So there's a poll: Is it too little, too late, or is it better late than never? Now, for me, it's definitely too little, too late. Oh yeah. I mean, they've two How years. How many millions of dollars has the NFL lost out on? Yeah, it's been two years. This is not a moral high ground stand. No. They, they made their choice. A year ago, at least, you know, give them a year to be like, let them let it play out and see what happens. When it rolled into that second year and they were still doing it, you need to put your foot down and be like, okay, no, or stand by them like they did, and stay Watch standing by just them, and just and just eat it because that's your only option. Now, yeah. 
Now you've pissed everybody off. The players are pissed off at you. The people that supported the protest are pissed off at you. And the guys who were pissed off at you before are still going to be pissed off at you dude. you haven't changed anything. So this whole 10% rating drop every year for the past two years, it's probably not going to stop. Even though it's kind of hilarious to me, ESPN couldn't even muster up the words Kaepernick's protest had something to do with this. They had some pretty elaborate... How did they word that? That's um, part of that article? Uh, it, was, it was the first one was... Uh, oversaturation, and then the second one was no one knew how to catch. I think that alluded to the fact that the, the teams were all shitty. And then the third one was, in quotes, insert your own personal bugaloo here. I couldn't even say. <laughs> well, ESPN, unfortunately, while it once used to be something to watch and to be fun to watch, I think they're owned by Disney now, and they're very PC and very globalist and very lefty. Right. Like, the very only activist. ESPN I want to watch is ESPN 8, the Ocho. The, the Ocho! Ocho. The Ocho. Um, Cloyd so, Rivers had a pretty good tweet, and I thought it was funny. It goes oh, to yeah. your point. The NFL isn't making players stand for the national anthem in the name of patriotism. They're doing it because people boycotted the NFL, and it hurt their bottom line. This is about money, not patriotism. America. Exactly. From 2015 to 22.5 million viewers, I believe that's per game on average, to 2017, where now it's down to 18.1. Like, that's more than 2 million drop. And that's pretty serious. So I totally understand why they made the call. But I don't think, I think it's, I think they've, They've kind of screwed the pooch on this one. They're, yeah. they're not going to be able to come back. Too little, this. too late. And I'm pretty sure every vote that we got on that poll was too little, too late. Yeah, so far. Which, which you know, somebody vote the other way. I might even change my vote just to be devil's advocate. He would. I won't. Not anymore. Now, now, now that you said that. <laughs> but... Um, but no, it's just the whole situation is a joke. Like, from the very beginning of this... Like, police brutality is a problem. These cops need more training. They need to use less than lethal force more. They need to stop shooting people who don't have guns. What what bothers me is, does anyone else remember growing up and, like, when a cop shot somebody, it was like, oh, dude, that guy didn't have a gun, so that cop's going to jail. Yeah. Like, that used to be the way it was. Like, Mm -hmm. if you made a bad judgment call and that fool didn't have a gun, that was on you, which... Is the way it should be. Yeah. Like, if you're a cop and you scream gun and this guy gets killed and he's got a cell phone in his hand, there doesn't need to be an investigation. Well, there does. But it doesn't need to be an investigation of was this shooting justified? There needs to be an investigation of how many of these cops need to go to jail. Yeah, it's like somebody came into your house. It's like, oh, I thought he was coming in to rob my house, so I shot him. It's like, oh, no, it's just your grandma bringing you cookies. Right, you're gonna get in you're, trouble. Yeah, you're you're gonna get in trouble. Why are these? What, what, when did that change? One, well, and two. Why is no one even suggesting that that be the answer? Like I was in I was in Iraq, and I could not shoot at a terrorist unless he was actively shooting at me. Then, if he stopped, I had to stop. Yeah, like that was war, and our cops are just like shooting everybody. And I mean, it's not as big of a problem as they're making it out to be. No. It is a big problem, but it's not this systemic 
Right. Statistically, it's not that big of a problem. I mean, no, no. Okay, well, okay. By statistical standards, I mean, it's, I mean, there are far more good cops that don't do horse shit than there are bad cops. Absolutely. But what I'm saying is if more than 2% of the police are shooting people unjustly, that's, too fucking that's many. way that's too, too many. many. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's, that's, that's my only point. I'm the not saying it's the majority to be, of the, I'm not even saying it's a lot of them. Well, they're supposed to be like the, like the military. You're supposed to have the best of the best. Exactly. Best trained. <clears throat> That's whatever. But unfortunately, I don't think we get that sometimes. A lot of people that were bullied in high school, they have little man syndrome, they become to fuck with people. And those those cops suck. But, I mean, there are plenty of just great cops out there that go out there. They they sacrifice their own time, their own money to help people out. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're there to protect and serve. But I think, um, and it's like every other thing in this country, every other profession, like our economy turned to shit. Uh, manufacturing went away. Why did manufacturing go away? Right. Unions. Yeah. The unions of the 1950s that were good. Yeah, they're gone. They're gone. They're not the same. And I think that has something to do with some of this police it very, crap. Well, I have no problem believing that because they're backing the cops. As long as the cop did what they're supposed to do, then the union gives them every kind of legal defense possible to help um, stop it. That's fine. I'm just saying the unions of yesteryear and the unions of today are different they're different yeah no, i understand and i think that's part of the problem they're Absolutely. protecting the people, people that don't deserve to be protected exactly yeah yeah for sure it's it's ridiculous and i don't know it's just like so like that's what irritates me about this the most is that there is a problem and all kavernick's protest did was push people farther away from seeing it yeah like, all he had to do was be like, hey, which is what I said just now. Hey, why are we allowing cops to kill people who don't have guns and not go to jail? If he would have just said that on camera, a lot of these freaking guys who are really pissed off at him right now because of this flag deal and this kneeling, a lot of those exact people would have been like, wait. That's happening? Hey, cops got a point. Why? Why is this happening? But no, he kneeled and disrespected the, That's the flag. That's what the typical NFL watcher sounds this, like. This is what the typical <laughs> NFL watcher sounds like. But no, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like, why did he... He had to have known that it would end up this way. Well, I just don't understand why it's so hard for some of these NFL players. They make millions of dollars. Even the shittiest player in the NFL makes what? Uh, $850,000 a year is the minimum salary. Yeah. It's a hell of a lot of damn money. (laughs) Well, they might play special teams or long snap, which is a tough job. But anyway, they have the ability to go to play. If they were a downtrodden, come from a bad area person, they have the ability and the financial means, and some of them probably do, go to where they came from and try to help things out systemically. But no, we're going to make a point. We're going to kneel. We're going to whatever. You're going to grandstand. Go mm-hmm. do something. Look at J.J. Watt, for instance. Oh, yeah. How much money did he raise for Houston after the, the hurricane? It was some ridiculous number. Yeah. And then he also, in the last... After the shooting. After uh, the shooting. After he he's is paying, paying for all the funerals. All the funerals. Yeah. yeah. And that's an American right there. Yeah, absolutely. Do I'm, something good with your your time, your money, and your fame. Yeah. Four sixty five thousand. Four hundred sixty-five thousand, FYI. Okay. Anyways, um, four hundred what? Sixty-five thousand is the minimum. I, I still. I said that that's number. That's half a mil, almost half a million dollars a year. I, I take I it. Said, I said the eight hundred fifty number, 
thinking I was 100% right. And then while you were talking, I realized I totally got that number from Madden. <laughs> I had to go and actually look it up. Anyways, um, video games are fake news too. <laughs> for sure, this is bullshit. I can be paying my team half as much as I'm paying. Anyways, um, Kaepernick did do some things for inner city work. I'm not saying I'm not saying he did what JJ Watt did or what what some of these other players are doing, but after he got called out because he did get called out pretty heavy for not using any of his money for any charities or anything yeah. like that. After that, he did step up and start doing a couple things. That's good. And I give him credit for that. Yeah, that's fine. You don't have to just go use your money. I mean, you're a sol- you're an athlete. You're a star athlete. You played in a Super Bowl. You can use your notoriety to go do fundraisers and whatever. Right. And yeah, whether you suck at your stuff. job or not. Right. And I'm, yeah. not, I'm not exactly sure what he did. Hey, and I'm proud of him for going after he got called out and going and doing something. But yeah. he should have done that to start. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's just... The but should have, could have, would have. I understand. Yeah. And that, I mean, that, that, that's we all really make piss poor decisions in life. As long as you learn from them, that's the that's the main thing. I mean, he's not. No, I don't think he is. I don't think some of these other athletes that are on board with this are too. Like, and if you want to kneel, I mean, that sucks. I, you're you're totally right. They disrespected half of their viewers by doing that shit, and that's that, and that shut off the conversation. I mean, it's just like people. I mean, it's not just. It's not just NFL; it's worldwide now, like or our countrywide. I mean, we live in a, with a generation of people who think things should bend their way of thinking, when that's not reality. I mean, the NFL learned a pretty damn hard lesson by not doing well, the right thing by losing actually, all this money. That's a consequence for an action. I mean, if you go to school and get F's on all your tests and expect to graduate, guess what? You're not gonna fucking graduate. No, you won't. It's not hard. <laughs> I'm sorry I laughed at that. <laughs> just, you caught me off guard. <laughs> but, no. Not like, even that. I mean, if, if you you smoke a bunch of meth and you go for a job interview and it shows that you have meth in your system and they don't hire you and you go and question the drug test, you're a fucking idiot. So, I mean, people need to be taught more that you're... you're your actions have consequences. So this kind of goes back to, you were talking about one-sided mindsets. And you were talking about the, we're talking about the Kaepernick thing. I, I explained how I told that guy, I was like, this has a lot more to do with the 20% drop in viewership and pissing off half, and like, you know, telling the players to quit pissing off the fans that pay your salaries by disrespecting the flag. And his response was, you know, this is not about disrespecting the flag. They made that perfectly clear. And my knee-jerk genius response was and the confederate flag is about culture yep yeah which of course he was like yeah for white folks but for black folks it's about oppression so really it's about perspective either you can empathize with others beyond your own point of view or you can look ignorant as fuck the choice is yours i was like why don't you take your own advice dude (laughs) <laughs> like literally the like yeah. so I told him that and I was like you're proving my point like the flag argument is about group one who feels offended by the flag and group two who doesn't we empathize with group one the kneeling argument is about group one who feels offended by the kneeling and group two who aren't so we tell group one to get over it it is about perspective and he couldn't figure it out he just kept going with that's not that's not what it is like your analogy doesn't work. I'm like, I mean, I feel like my analogy worked really well. Those are two are those two exi- those two situations are identical. 
in the two different perspectives. Yeah, if you break and, it down and, to just those simple, you know, group group one, group two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not that hard. And both sides are doing it. Like his his idea or his ideology is not alone in this. The other side is doing the exact same thing. The people who are pissed off at them kneeling and getting all bent out of shape over it are just as wrong as the people who got pissed off for the Confederate flag because they think it stands for racism. I understand both sides. And I didn't get that before me and him had this little argument. It kind of like kind of knee jerk slapped me in the face. And I was like, Oh shit, both sides are doing this. Like he's playing both sides of both of these issues. And so were a lot of other people. And I mean, so was I when it first all started, when it first started, I was way against this whole kneeling thing. It was like, America, fuck those guys. And then it took a while. I had a buddy to kind of like talk. Actually, actually, it might have been him. Me and him might have been talking about it. And uh, it was just kind of like, wait a minute. Like, yeah, you're, you're right. Like, they do have that right. They can do it. But it still irritates me that how the whole situation played out. Which yeah, and we still have the right. We have the right already. to not watch it anymore. Yeah, and then the NFL has the right to you know say, oh shit, we're losing a lot of money. And, <laughs> well, and also we the, the right owners of the team, they have the right. I mean, you're at work. Like, yeah, right. If I walked into my job tomorrow morning and went pissed on my boss's desk, I mean, I'd probably get fired. Yeah. And argue with the girl today. Just whole thing was going on Twitter, and she's like, "There is no rule that says they have to stand." And I was like, "That's literally what we're arguing." We're about talking right about now. them making a rule about <laughs> having to stand. <laughs> That's literally what we're talking about. I was like, "Keep up, Sally. You're not making any sense." Like she's, but like she twisted herself in such a circle that she totally forgot what we were even talking about. I was like. Wait no, they're it. That that's that's what the beginning of this that's what this is about. It's about that they just made a rule that makes them that makes them. It's like man, what the hell? Well, but, people just don't pay attention. But yeah, what else do we got going on current event wise? Uh, let's see, we have uh, MS 13s That's a fun one. Animals, animals, animals oh, baby, animals. Nice. Tommy, you said you had uh, you had a point on that, I didn't you? I do have a fun Go ahead. little guy. So, before we get into the MS-13 argument, you kind of have to like break it down and understand right. some terminology and some dictionary definitions, if you will. And uh, somebody knows where I'm going already. But the, the Democrat dictionary is a very important thing that you have to decipher before you get into conversation That's about MS-13. That's a really hard thing to decipher. Or, or, is you that know, book never-ending? They keep what changing book? it. The Democrat. It's kind of like the more yeah, regional. It, it kind of it works with whatever works in their favor. But so for current Democrat dictionary, illegal immigrants equals dreamers. Trump supporters are deplorables. That's been in there for a while. Proud of it. Yeah. MS-13 killers are human beings... Human beings in the wombs are not human beings. Hmm. Hamas terrorists are protesters, and law-abiding NRA members are terrorists. So everybody keep that in mind. That's so now. I think we can start this this dialogue. But uh, they really shot themselves in the foot with the MS-13 thing, didn't yeah. they? And then they just ran with it like it was okay. <laughs> Made me happy. Well, not only did they shoot themselves in the first, in the same week, they supported MS-13, Hamas, a terrorist organization. Mm-hmm. There was another one, too, that's not coming to me right mm-hmm. now. But it's... what, and, and, and they say a fucking blue wave is coming? 
I saw a pretty good picture on the internet. I think it was Twitter. So a toilet bowl of blue water spinning. That's <laughs> that's the blue, blue wave, wave I'm thinking is going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I don't like to publicize like much about the poll numbers and stuff like that. Mostly because I think it's a false sense sometimes. And it's happening right now. I don't care about the fucking polls. Well, I'm no. just saying they're they're not helping themselves well, no. from well, a I rational mean, point of view. <laughs> I'm saying the left leaning polls are even putting Yeah. Like when they were up they were up sixteen bad. points or twelve points. That scares me because Two we all ago? know what these left leaning polls said in the presidential election on, last no, no, no. time. It gets worse. They had them up like 12 points last week or the week before, and this week, maybe it was two months ago or something like that. But they were up 12 points at one point, and now they're down six points to the red in like across the board. So how much are they really down? That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> because they really oversample. That's what I'm yeah. saying. So anyway, anybody... I think what they're doing is they're going to college campuses and all these millennials are going right, so they're just like... Oh, shit. <laughs> but for those who don't know what we're talking about, just in case, the whole MS-13, uh, Trump, uh, was it was it an interview or just a statement? It was a press he, conference. Press, press conference. No, you know, he was talking to... Was it not a press no, conference? No, they were no, having a roundtable. Roundtable discussion. Yeah. Oh, and okay. he had... Uh, they, were, they were strictly talking about MS-13. Yeah. And he said that, you know, these animals coming over the border and everything else and... You know Nancy Pelosi and whoever else liberals in the, in the media obviously attacked him because they were saying, "Oh, he's." And now some of them were obviously they thought he was. I'm defending some of them. They don't really deserve it, but they were thinking that he was just talking about, uh, just Im- immigrants, people coming over. Some, on Twitter, yes. Not even a little bit. Yes. It was very clear. What do you say? Oh, wait, wait. Are you talking about people who heard I'm it I'm talking about hand? people who heard it who are arguing it on Twitter. I saw some of them were they're like, oh, okay, he wasn't talking about it. He was oh, talking about just people. I thought yes, you were talking about people, people in general. No, 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 no. Gotcha. No. Um, but anyway, yeah, he was sure. talking about MS-13, and yes, there was plenty of people, you know, like Confused. I said, Pelosi and everything else that that were defending him, saying they're people and blah, 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 uh, just because they, any way possible, they're going to attack Trump. Yeah. Well, no matter what. What happened here is <laughs> they thought they had him. Oh, yeah. You know, he, he says this, and they definitely took him extremely out of context. And all of the liberal media didn't air the side of the uh, Well, uh, that interview. never happens. Right. <laughs> but they didn't, they didn't air the question, which was a direct question about MS-13. MS-13. And his response was blah, 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 calling them animals. Well, they are. Then they attack him, and what the left never expects is Donald Trump to dig his heels in, not dig his heels in, stand his ground. Yeah. And just be like, you know what? Yeah, I did. Because they are. Yeah. I was talking about MS-13. That was very clear. And they're animals. So now what do you have? The left digging their heels in. And and now defending them. MS-13 are people too. Some of those people don't want to be... In the gang. Yeah. Some I of mean, those people are, 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 are good people in bad situations. And you know what? That might be true. That actually probably is true. Because that's how a lot of gangs and even terrorist organizations recruit. Okay. But I'm not defending those people. Right. They're no better than the people who wanted to be in the gang. You don't get 
like, I only, like, you don't get to choose your lot, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. They got a shitty deal, and they're getting fucked, but they, they have a, they have a choice. You can go along with some really heinous shit, or you can fight against it, and you'll probably die. Yep. But, like, choose your side. Yeah. And they've chosen their side. Yeah, they chose a side. I mean, if the, if the media... And liberals want to defend the MS-13, and we're we're listen. We're talking about a group of, you know, thirty to fifty thousand members in the U.S. alone. That is just the U.S. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're talking because there's Mexico, you know, South America, everything else. Um, if they want to defend them, whatever, so be it. They're those groups, meaning you know, the media and the liberals. It's a it's dying a slow death. You know, have at it, but. To be honest, animals was not a strong enough word. No, not even at close. all. I mean, what what They're type of person? Demons. What type of person does it take to stab a man a hundred times, decapitate him, and cut out his heart? Mm-hmm. An animal. Okay. What what type of person does it take to take a woman that you were sex trafficking and Beat her 28 times with a baseball bat. An animal. How about raping, kidnapping, raping, and murdering a 14-year-old girl? Mm-hmm. That's an animal. I'm sorry. I mean, I would love to say a lot worse, but I'm just using the word that he used. Animal. And they're going to freak out about that, and they're going to defend him. Let him. This is a group, a gang, whatever, an organization whose motto is kill, rape, control. That's their motto. Those are animals. Well, let's elaborate. What other synonyms of the word animal can we come up with? Snake. I mean, it, that is an animal. animal. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't ready for that line of questioning. <laughs> oh, you could, you do go under pressure. Yeah. Under pressure. But yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, animals, animals is excuse the, me, <laughs> excuse me, sorry. But animals, animals is 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 probably the nicest thing that anybody could say. And I'm I'm honestly surprised he didn't say worse. Being it, you know, it being Trump, you know, he said animals. I'm sure he did in private, or he does in private. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's that's just it's despicable. They call us deplorables. Well, and now the Democrats are talking about uh, getting rid of. Lobbying all together? You guys heard about that? <laughs> <laughs> you heard about that? Right? Yes, yes. <laughs> Has that escalated any? Has that changed? Uh, not that <laughs> I know of. Okay, so this is this is this is great. <laughs> this is my favorite thing that Democrats have done so far. Because I totally agree. They're right. But the only reason they're doing this is because they're dying so hard and they're toilet boil blue wave. And they're trying to pull a base because everyone right and left agrees with what they're saying right now. No, they're not going to do any of this. But what I'm waiting for, and I don't, I don't know if it'll happen because it's still first term. But I would love to see Trump pick this up and be like, yo, this is a good idea. The Democrats have a good idea. We should back this. And just see what kind of heads explode when the Democrats aren't ready for Trump to agree with them. <laughs> but I'm probably wishful thinking. Yeah. He'll turn it around on him. He gives no Fs. Um, 
Or do we have any other news? I don't think we really do. Yeah, I don't think we have too much going on right now. It's been a pretty productive podcast. Um, Justin, do you have any more? Yeah. Um, listen, if you uh, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, you obviously like to uh, you know listen to stuff. Whether you're you know out for a jog or you uh, you're working or maybe you have a long drive, uh, maybe you enjoy you know books as well, or maybe you're like me and you don't have a whole lot of time. Uh, to to read a book, um, so discover what millions already have with Audible. And right now, if you go to our website, orphansoftheamericandream.com, and you click the link in the sidebar, you will get not one but two free audiobooks when you sign up for a 30-day free trial. Whatever you're looking for, Audible has audiobooks for every passion. Cool. That is cool. Absolutely. I enjoy it. I've had it. I don't have it right now, but it is a great program. A lot of good books on there. Sounds like a good time. Um, well, I think we're going to wrap things up here. Um, y'all need to uh, check us out on the social media. You can catch us on Twitter and on Instagram at OAD underscore studios. You can catch us on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash orphans of the American dream. You can follow me on Twitter. My handle is sassboned. Justin? I'm at the Justin Rogers. Tommy? Don't fuck it up this time. Yeah, I am Tommy Lynch at the Mad American One. Hey, you did it right. I know. Good job. I'm pretty proud of myself. Um, Thank you all for listening to episode four of the Orphans of the American Dream podcast. We really appreciate it. Um, Share us, spread the word, love each other. don't forget to check us out at orphansoftheamericandream.com. That's a hub where you can get, our, get the news stories that we post. We also have a store. We have some pretty incredible products. Um, buy a shirt, buy a mug, buy a hat. Peace, bitches. Now, 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 now